Welcome to the Cal Current Podcast, presented by the Law Offices of Snell and Wilmer. This is a legal podcast that examines a variety of current legal issues that affect individuals and businesses here in California and beyond. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Keith Gregory, for this episode of Cal Current. Many owners or principals of companies think that all they need to do to protect their company's trade secrets is to have their new and existing employees sign confidentiality agreements. Those owners and principals may be wrong. If an owner or principal thinks that a current employee or past employee has breached the terms of a confidentiality agreement and seeks to enforce it in court by asking their attorney to seek a temporary restraining order and or a preliminary injunction to prevent that current or past employee from utilizing those trade secrets to benefit themselves or their new employee. The mere introduction of a signed confidentiality agreement will not be enough to prevail in court. The company may need to offer additional evidence showing that it took additional steps to show that the employee fully understood that the information that the company is seeking to protect constituted a trade secret. Some best practices to protect confidential information include the following. Number one, the company may need to show that it has all employees, independent contractors, and temporary personnel execute confidentiality agreements as a condition of new or continued employment. The confidentiality agreement generally should contain, among other terms, a definition of trade secrets, limitations of how employees can utilize trade secrets, and the types of monetary and injunctive relief that a company can recover if the employee breaches the agreement. Number two, the company should consider conducting regular meetings, at least quarterly, with employees, independent contractors, and temporary personnel to remind them about what information the company considers confidential and the reasons why it wants to protect it. Number three, the company should consider identifying any information that the company considers confidential as confidential and proprietary by either placing it in a separate file or stamping confidential and proprietary on it and by limiting access confidential information to only those persons who absolutely must see it. Access can be limited by placing the information in a separate locked file cabinet or requiring selected employees to use a password to gain access to it. Number four, when establishing a new employment relationship, the company may want to inquire whether that person's previous employer required him or her to sign a confidentiality agreement. A company should follow this policy because it promotes awareness by the new employee that his future employer respects the confidential and proprietary information of that person's former employer. If this is the case, the company's other employees, independent contractors and temporary personnel, should be advised that the new employee is subject to a confidentiality agreement 
with his or her past employer and that they need to respect the new employee's contractual obligations and not ask the new employee about any confidential information that the new employee might possess from his or her past employer. Number six, confidentiality provisions generally should be included in the company's personnel manuals. Number seven, the company should consider requiring vendors, suppliers, and potential customers to sign non-disclosure agreements about the confidential and proprietary information made available to them and make the company's employees aware of that policy. A non-disclosure agreement is similar to a confidentiality agreement in that both seek to protect trade secrets. Non-disclosure agreements are typically signed by vendors, suppliers, and potential customers, whereas confidentiality agreements are signed by employees. A company's employees will develop a better understanding that the company places a significant value upon its confidential and proprietary information if they see that third parties are being required to sign non-disclosure agreements. Number eight, create an understanding among employees, independent contractors, and temporary personnel that any confidential information that they create on behalf of the company belongs to the company. And finally, number nine, consider thorough exit interviews and require personnel who have terminated their relationship with the company to return all confidential information that had been in their possession, including any information that is on their office or home computer. Prevailing in a trade secret case is not easy. And if a company does not take the steps recommended, it will be even harder to succeed. Companies invest significant resources to develop their trade secrets. So by implementing some best practices, companies will enhance the value of those trade secrets. Two examples of possible trade secrets are customer lists and software. A customer list will most likely be considered a trade secret if it possesses potential economic value by allowing a competitor to direct sales efforts to third parties who have already shown a predisposition to purchase the item, which is for sale. Courts are reluctant to protect customer lists to the extent that they embody information which is readily ascertainable through public sources, such as the internet or business directories, and contain mere identities and locations of customers that anyone can easily identify as potential customers. However, where the employer has expended time and effort identifying customers with particular needs or characteristics, courts will probably prohibit former employees from using this information to capture a share of the market. These lists will be distinguished from directories that can be found simply on the internet. As a general rule, the more difficult the information is to obtain, and the more time and resources spent by an employer in gathering it, the more likely a court will conclude that such information satisfies that requirement of the Uniform Trade Secrets Act. A customer list possesses economic value when the secrecy of that information provides the owner of the customer list 
with a substantial business advantage. Therefore, a court will likely find that a customer list has economic value when its disclosure would allow a competitor to direct its sales efforts to those customers who have already shown a willingness and propensity to use a unique type of service or product as opposed to simply a list of people who might only be interested. Another example of a possible trade secret is software. Software developed by a company for its own benefit can also be treated as a trade secret. A company is typically able to establish that the software has independent economic value by showing that it invested time and money to develop and benefit from the software. Moreover, since the company is normally able to establish that the software contains unique features for the company's welfare, the software should be considered a trade secret. Remember, as I already talked about, if the company is having a third party or an employee develop that software, it is imperative that the company have that independent third party or employee sign a document, which is called a work for hire agreement, recognizing that the company owns the software. Thank you for listening to this episode of CalCurrents. I'm your host, Keith Gregory. And if you have any questions about the topic covered in today's episode, please consult with your legal counsel or other counsel of your choosing. Take care and have a great day. Thank you for listening to CalCurrent, a weekly podcast navigating California's legal landscape brought to you by the law offices of Snell and Wilmer. Do you have a topic you would like to discuss? please feel free to send us your topics to calcurrent at swlaw.com. Be sure to check out our website for more episodes and information about this podcast. We can also be found on all major social media platforms at SWLaw News. Thank you and until next time.